Welcome back to Wide Open Spaces podcast. This is your host, Emma Balaka. For this next episode, I have a very special guest coming on the pod to chat. This guest is Matthew Markell. Matt is the 2018 Men's Junior Canadian Champion, 2016 Novice Canadian Silver Medalist, and a three-time senior national competitor. Matt currently trains at the Cricket Club with Brian Orser and Tracy Wilson, alongside some of the best skaters in the world. I got the chance to sit down and talk with him about all the things from how he began skating in his backyard with his sister in the small town of Prescott, Ontario, to becoming one of the best skaters in Canada. Matt also explains some of the positive changes he hopes to see in figure skating, as well as how artistry in skating should be rewarded more now than ever. I had a blast talking with Matt. He's one of my favorite humans ever, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So without further ado, here it is. So I just wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast. I know you're really busy and I really appreciate you taking the time and talking to me yeah. here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This is so, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I've been like waiting to have you on the podcast. So I'm, I'm so pumped. <laughs> yeah, me too. Let's do it. All right. Um, so let's get right into it. So mm-hmm. um, let's go back to the beginning. What drew you to the sport of figure skating and where did it all start? So my, both my mom and my aunt were figure skaters whenever they were young. Um, so obviously my mom, I assume wanted me and my sister to both be involved somehow. Um, my dad was a hockey player and same with my grandpa. My grandpa played for team Canada and hockey back way back in the day, but, um, it really started in my backyard when I was, I think I was like three, my dad would always build a rank in our backyard Um, and I would always use my sister's old skates. My sister is older than me. So she had already started skating, um, by the time that I, I guess, started in the backyard and my parents always tell me that it started. Basically, I would always watch my sister. I'd go to the rink and watch her. My dad tried to put me in hockey skates and I would always complain saying that I wanted the ones with the picks on them, like my sister. So (laughs) I started in white figure skates in my backyard and then. I remember doing can skate and like hockey when I was a kid and I was always just wanted to figure skate. I assume it's just because I wanted to be better than my sister naturally. Um, But yeah, so I was, I basically pretty much started when I was three in my backyard and obviously my mom and sister had a huge influence in that. So here we are. Wow. Did you train with your sister? Like, was your sister a competitive skater while you were training? So she just did up to like the star state level. Like she wasn't like in competitive, like national level or anything, but um, in the beginning, like juvenile. And obviously when I was in star skate, when I was like young, basically from when I was like six until I was like 16, I was still training in Prescott. Um, And my sister, she was skating. We would, skate pretty much just in the winter together because they didn't have ice in the summer so in the summer I would go up to Ottawa to train but yeah we skated together I actually choreographed some of her like interpretive programs 
whenever we were younger, we would do the ice shows together. So for a lot of my like early skating memories, she's, she's there. So we would train together, which, which was cool. Um, there was a lot of like, we would fight back and forth and stuff like that on the ice, but yeah. it was fun. It was cool. <laughs> Definitely a memory that I, I like that we both yeah. can like share that. That's so beautiful. Like you and your sister, both kind of growing up in the same sport and having each yeah. other. So, and yeah, so you were cool. born. Like she's still a fan. Yeah. Sorry. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, so you were born and raised in Prescott. Yeah. And so how was that like training in a tiny town in Ontario, like Prescott? How were you able was... to... <laughs> It was good at the start. Obviously, you get to a point where like you need to like branch out and experience different environments. But like for the time being, it was I didn't know any different. So it was nice to have that was pretty much really the only thing to do. Like you either played hockey or like some kind of sport. So um, it was a really like community feel, I guess. It was a small rank. It helped that Elaine Chartrand, um, she was like former uh, senior ladies national champion and world team member she also trained there so she was always someone who I looked up to and I would always try to mock whatever she did like even though I wasn't as good but it was different there wasn't a lot of ice time we only had ice three times a week for like about an hour and a half so that really like forced me to fit everything that I could into it um, but I loved everyone that I skated with I loved my coaches basically like all of my memories from when I was younger with skating in Prescott and it was cool. It's a small town. So even now I'm not like a, like a celebrity by any means, but everyone like kind of knows me and Prescott cause I'm the only like male figure skater within like a hundred kilometers of that area. <laughs> so there's a lot of support that comes along with it. And I'm glad that that's where I started because the amount of support that I have from family, friends, and like people who I don't even know back home in Prescott. It, it's so cool. And I'm glad that I could hopefully be an inspiration to younger kids in the area. But yeah, I loved it. It was fun, but I got to a point where I needed to like branch out and find other training environments. But it was, I'm glad that that's where I got my start for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's so important to have when you mm-hmm. do start a sport to have a loving and nurturing environment. And that definitely like carries through for your whole career. And I know for me, I started training in Edmonton and my coaches there were just so nurturing and they're so, they made sure that I never lost that passion. And every time I was out there is because I wanted to be, and I never lost that love. And looking back on that now, I'm so grateful that I had that. So I can Mm -hmm. totally relate to that. And I think that's so important. (laughs) Um, so my next question is, where do you train and how ha- has that environment shaped and influenced you into the person and the skater that you are today? Like, what's that environment like? Yeah, so I just um, moved to the cricket club um, in Toronto and I'm training with uh, Brian Orser, Tracy Wilson and uh, my other coach, Ola. It has probably been like the best environment that I've ever been into I remember when I was young watching the Olympics and seeing like Yuna Kim and like Javi and Yuzu and all of them competing and watching videos of them training at the cricket club and there's always just this huge like 
I don't know, like glow over that club. And it's always been a dream of mine to be able to like train there. And I just moved there last summer and it's honestly been so good. The level of like amazing talent that comes out of that club is crazy. And the coaching teams are just like incredible. So that's really given me a new passion, like for competing and trying to improve myself every day is seeing all these other athletes that come into this club and seeing how talented they are. It's just been a huge eye opener for me, for sure. That's awesome. And you talk a lot about it just being so motivating, being in that environment with some of the best in the world Mm -hmm. at times, like, is it discouraging because you're not landing all the jumps that the best in the world are landing? Like, how do you kind of balance that of, oh, this is so amazing being here and so motivating Mm -hmm. and not getting down on yourself for not being at the same level? How do you deal with that? Yeah, so definitely when I first moved there, I had like this, I'd been trying to be able to skate at this club for a while. Um, And when I first moved there, I just had this expectation that, okay, like once I get here, like it's going to be so motivating and I'm going to accomplish everything that I want to. And I quickly had a reality check that like these people are so talented because of like the amount of work and effort that they put in. It, It doesn't just happen like that. So last season, it was definitely like an adjustment period for me. Like we had to change a lot of my technique and we focused a lot more on like training parts of the program and like spins and like just going back to the basics on a lot of stuff. So adapting to that was a little bit challenging. And obviously everyone that is training there has been there for a while. So they know the way that it works, they, the daily routine and they were doing much better than I was. And I was just, I was getting discouraged at first because I wasn't landing like my triple axe and my quad and I wasn't doing clean programs in practice like everyone else was. So I really let that kind of get in the way of the bigger picture that I wanted. Um, but now I've definitely like, I, I fit in, I, I know how it works. Um, and I'm basically just ready to not let what happened last season happen this year. So it was discouraging at the start, but again, like there's always going to be someone who's working harder than you, who's jumping better, who's spinning better, who's skating better. It doesn't matter what it is. There's always going to be people who are a level above you. So I really like to be the underdog and I really like to work my way up. Like, I think that's one of the coolest things about sport in general is knowing who's better than you and just trying to match them. And I definitely get that vibe um, training every day at the cricket. So yeah, it's been fun. I'm, I really enjoy it there. So I'm working my way up. That's for sure. Nice. That's like a big change going from like a small town in Prescott to all the way yeah. at the cricket club. So yeah. that must've been just like a culture shock. <laughs> it was, it was, I had like trained in other arenas, like in the like GTA. Um, I was at YRSA with like Roman and Tracy Wayman and I was at skate Oakville for a bit all like fantastic clubs. Um, but I, there was just like a period where I really wasn't motivated and I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep skating. So I knew that if I wanted to keep going, I wanted to be in a training environment that like could really push me past like what I thought I was capable of. And in my opinion, like the cricket club was like the only option for me in that category. So I'm really happy that I am training where I want to train right now. It's great. That's awesome. 
How has it been um, balancing training at an elite level and working? Do you work full time uh, or part-time? yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> How has that been like? It it is what it is, and that's life. So <laughs> I try to look on the bright side, but honestly, like it is exhausting because skating like isn't just like a casual sport. Like it physically like drains you like when yeah. I get home from the rink on my days off like today I had the day off I laid down for like two hours like I did not want to move but like it is it is what it is I'm an adult I have I live on my own I support myself like financially everything I pay for myself so if I want to have led life outside of skating then I then that's what I have to do like I have to work um it is hard it's not like I have like a desk job or anything like my actual job is like demanding as well I'm a server in a restaurant so like that's like constant go 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 and with my skating schedule I can only work like evenings to like late night like I don't have any options to work in the morning because we train like morning to afternoon so it is it's a lot but you know like it is what I have to do there are some days where I'm like checked out completely at the rink because I went to bed at like 2 a.m because I finished work at one like whatever wow. the reasoning is, but I mean, I have to do it. I am not fortunate enough to have everything paid for. Um, but I, that is, that's also something that like, I'm like in the long run, I'm really thankful that I am able to balance work skating and like my own personal life. It's really given me like an idea of like how to cope with different situations and being able to balance the two, like, it, it's been hard but like it's been it's manageable but yeah yeah that's a very valuable skill that you're mm. like having to experience even if you don't yeah. really want to but <laughs> yeah I, I don't I don't have a choice at the moment I got stuff to pay for <laughs> so so we're gonna switch gears a little bit um mm-hmm. towards uh, more figure skating So my first question is, do you think people's perspectives of men's figure skating has shifted and like changed from when you began skating to now? Um, Like the good and the bad things. The good and the bad. (laughs) Yeah. Where, where I grew up, basically when I started skating, like I was actually the only male skater, like in my area. So I definitely the perspective of skating in Prescott, like men skating in Prescott and the perspective of like people like who are general fans of skating was a lot different. So growing up for me, I didn't really, I don't know. I got a lot of like flack for being a male skater when I was growing up, like especially like elementary school, high school, I grew up in a hockey town. So there really wasn't a positive um, perspective on men skating, but I remember like watching it at the Olympics and my parents would talk to me about it, like Elvis Soiko, Kurt Browning, all of those. And going back and seeing videos of men skating then is definitely like totally shifted from what it is now. Like it was more like black shirt, black pants, belt, like not very like their skating was very nice, but there's a lot of like beautiful male skaters today who like are very artistic and 
flamboyant yeah, and feminine, which yeah. is, yeah, the artistry and everything. That was more like women's skating back then. But definitely now, like, men's skating has shifted a lot. And from when I grew up, like, it's totally, like, my perspective on it has totally changed because it was was not very common when I was a kid. But I think men's skating today, there's a lot of, like, diversity in it. Like, there's artistic skaters like Jason Brown. There's, like, quad kinks like Nathan Chen. And then there's people who, like, have a bit of both. So I really think that there is a lot more to offer in men's skating. And I feel like right now it's kind of in like the quad era where everyone's trying to do all these insane jumps, but there's only so much that you can do in the jump department. So it's cool to see all of like these other men who are really like artistic and passionate about the skating skill aspect of the sport, which wasn't really a thing. I feel like back, back in the nineties or like whenever, when I was young so yeah and how do you think that has affected like your mental health just having Mm -hmm. that negative perspective on you for being a male figure skater in a small town that was mainly just hockey players how do you think that's kind of shaped you into the person that you are today and affected your mental health and Mm -hmm. even just like how you're skating because a lot of things that happen to you and you go, what you go through can translate to your skating on the yeah. ice. Um, so it definitely gave me tough skin yeah. for sure. It was, I mean, like everyone gets like bullied in school, like one way or the other, but for me, it was pretty, like pretty constant to the point where I didn't, I didn't have like a pleasant, like high school experience or anything like that. Um, it was definitely hard. Like I found myself like, questioning a lot like why am I why am I doing this if nobody like thinks it's right or if people don't see it the way that I see it um so it definitely like discouraged me a lot to skate like I remember if I was skating at the rink and there was like a hockey practice afterwards like I would get off the ice because like I didn't want to deal with like people like saying stupid stuff Wow. but it really like I don't know once I saw that like i it doesn't like matter what other people think. Like it, I love to skate. So like, who cares what everyone else thinks? And the people that I had around me, like my friends at the rink, my family, my coaching team, like my like close friends at school, like they were all so supportive. So like, it, I didn't really care, but it definitely like towards the end, like it really like gave me like a passion and a drive to like prove people wrong kind of thing like I feel like growing up there were so many kids who were like why are you doing this like you're not any good like there's no point never get anywhere Um, yeah yeah and now like to see what I've accomplished and to see that like all these people back home that like used to make fun of me are like now like they follow what I do your biggest yeah when they see my face in the front page of the sports in the newspaper they're like oh crap maybe we shouldn't have pushed him but like no I think the negative comments like if you can take it with a grain of salt and like pick it apart like I think that that makes you a stronger person and in my case like that really like fueled me to prove people wrong and like be as good as I possibly can be because like who cares what other people think no one's ever going to agree with everything that you do but like as a young kid like that's obviously really hard to take So I'm glad that now I can look back on that and just grow from it. And I wish I 
someone had told me when I was younger that like, Hey, it doesn't in the long run, it's not going to matter. But definitely that was really tough on my mental health when I was a kid. And I was struggling with a lot of other insecurities and other personal stuff. So just to have that for something so small as like figure skating, like for people to just pick that apart, like they had no idea what, what every, like what I was thinking and other aspects of my life. So I mean, yeah, it's definitely made me stronger for sure. And I'm, I'm actually grateful for my crappy experiences in school and stuff like that. Like yeah. looking back now, for sure. Yeah. And like you said earlier, you kind of, you view, you view yourself as the underdog mm-hmm. and that mindset kind of comes from you like being bullied and always being questioned for yeah. what you're passionate about. And it just sounds like you were able to surround yourself with the right people and you had the right family to really support yeah. you and get you through these adversities. And yeah, for sure. that's, I think that's really important to hear for a lot of young male athletes who are struggling and who might be going through what you went through as a kid. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's really cool to hear just your story and where you are today, because that could not have been easy. So I just want to <laughs> applaud you for that. And all, <laughs> how far you, you have come. <laughs> Thanks. So how, like you said, your family is a really big part of your life. Mm-hmm. How, how has their support been through your career, through you pursuing your dreams in figure skating and beyond? It's been constant. Like there's never a day where they're all like questioning why I'm doing it. Like everyone, I think everyone in my family is like my literal biggest fan, whether it's like my aunt, my grandparents, my mom, my dad, my sister, they are all so supportive and they look forward to watching me skate all the time. Like now that I'm living away from home, they don't have the chance to see me skate as much. But I remember growing up, like every time I was at the rink in Prescott, my mom would be there watching every single night um so like having them with me through the beginning was so so cool and I'm so grateful that they support and cheer me on no matter what um but yeah they've been so cool and supportive my my dad basically knows like nothing about figure skating but (laughs) he he was he's at every competition he would always be at the boards like with his ipad like filming and he would immediately upload it to facebook so everyone could see like they were so so supportive when i was younger both me and my sister because we were both in it so i mean they were also paying for it so they (laughs) probably wanted to see where their money was going but no it's it's been great my whole family is so so cool about it and they always try to make it up if i have a local competition or something they always try and make it up they're always like texting me wish me good luck so it's it's awesome and I think you really need that as a competitive athlete like you you cannot do it on your own like when they say it takes a village like it genuinely does because you you need that support and feedback from other people and I don't want to say like validation but to hear that you are doing amazing or someone thinks that you're amazing like from other people like that really like boosts your confidence and it's it's cool to see to see people be so supportive over something yeah that's so cool to hear um so what was it like for you 
before and after winning your first national title title back in was it 2016 or 2018 yeah so what was that like the preparation and then mm-hmm. at the event and then afterwards what was that yeah. whole experience like for you so 2018 was I think it was my first so that was my first year of moving away from Prescott so I moved away from home when I was 17 um, to Richmond Hill I trained at York Region Skating Academy um, so that would have been my first season there so I was already in like a new environment and similar to my situation now at cricket like everyone was so good when I was there. Like there was tons of amazing people like Roman Sadowski, Nam Nguyen, a bunch of kids at like male skaters at the junior level who were all my competition. So I was basically training with my competition every day. So that was really motivating. Yeah. And it was just a huge, like motivational boost, I guess. So that whole season I was constantly like improving each competition So by the time nationals came, it was, I was like kind of at my peak, which is obviously what you want. Um, But going into nationals, I had like no intention of podiuming at all. Like I wanted a top 10 was my goal because a year before in Ottawa, I was like, I think I was like second last or something like that. Like I did not have a good skate. So going into this nationals, I just wanted to be better than the year before. And I, my goal was top 10. I remember telling my coaches and my parents, I was like, I just want top 10. I don't, don't care how I skate. Like obviously (laughs) I wanted to skate well. Um, but yeah, winning was a complete shock. Like, obviously it was the best outcome that I could have imagined. Um, after the short program, I think I was in fourth place and I didn't, I didn't have a very good short. Like I fell in one of my jumps and it wasn't a personal best, but it, I guess, it was just the way the cards fell that day. A lot of people had rough skates like myself. Um, and then going into the free program, I was like, I could actually, if I skate well, like I have a shot at getting on the podium. So that was the first time I'd ever been in that situation, except well, novice, I was second in novice, which was also like a complete fluke, but I had been in that situation in novice. So in junior, it is a little bit different because everyone is so good. And there was a lot of kids who were doing a lot harder content than me. So I actually had to be basically perfect. Um, But yeah, that was a huge like motivator for me was being in the final warm-up group, laying down one of my best programs I've ever done in competition and getting a personal best. Like that was already so cool. And then to just keep staying in first after that was crazy. And that definitely, definitely the highlight of one of the highlights of my career was winning nationals that that's so cool and that's something I'll like literally never forget yeah is that one of your proudest moments in your figure skating career for sure especially considering the year before I was like complete bottom of the pack and then to make (laughs) it all the way to the top was like it's great it just shows you how much someone can change in a year if you put yourself in the right situation you have like constant goals and working towards that like it's crazy how much you can improve in a year and that's something that I look at like last season didn't go the way I want. And I can just think to myself, remember those two, those two years in junior, you went from the bottom to the top. Like that is something that I think I'm capable of doing again. So definitely using that as motivation for this year. Yeah. And if you don't mind sharing, what were some of the things that you did to get yourself to the position that you were in at nationals and junior? Yeah. 
yeah, so basically the whole season was going well, but it was never like competitions were never like easy. I mean, they're never really easy, but I just got to the point where I was like, I'm, I don't care how many run-throughs I do. Like I just need to go from start to finish. doesn't matter how they go in practice. It's just getting that stamina for me. So we worked a lot on training programs from start to finish, no matter what happens, like you don't mess up a jump and go back, stop the music and start again. Like that wasn't yeah. a thing. And eventually, like, I could always do the jumps outside the program. I always find that putting it with music and, like, weaving it all together has always been, yeah. like, it's this a whole huge new game. problem. Yeah. 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 So once you just run the programs, eventually it gets easier. And I, I just happened to peak at the right time at Nationals. And I finally felt, like, confident. And it was just, like, even, like, when you arrive at Nationals, the like vibe is totally different than like any other competition. Like you're automatically like on your A game and you want to be like perfect no matter what, whether it's like unofficial practice, official practice, warm up, like it's just a different vibe. So I really, my practices in Vancouver at those nationals, like I had, I don't think I'd ever skated better. Like even in training back home, like I, I barely missed a thing. So I was really confident that way. And I knew I had like the stamina for my training to pull through, which is that's like, training methods that I use like even now so yeah that's awesome um so to like a skating question in your opinion um do you think the program component score so like the second score on the report Mm -hmm. card um do you think they're under undervalued compared to the technical score now more than they have ever been because like you said it's kind of just this quad era and everybody is just Yeah. yeah Uh, that's a tough one. (laughs) I mean, like, there are so many like times where I'm watching uh, an event, especially the Olympics this year, really, like, I was getting so mad at some of the scores, but I find there's a lot of obviously there's politics and skating. Everyone knows that I think that's why any sport. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why a lot of people are like drawn away from figure skating is because it's so political, and it's hard to understand. But I think that it's definitely like you don't get enough credit if you are like a beautiful skater and it sucks that if you screw up your technical content, then your program component score automatically comes down, which like, I understand it kind of disrupts the whole like performance, but I've had like competitions where I've skated really well. I have a super good component score and then it can be almost like 10 points less at another competition where you, where I don't land everything perfectly um yeah I find now more in more in like lady skating I think that there are so many like beautiful skaters and they just don't get the same marks as the other like the Russian girls who do all the quads like I think that the politics have really like gotten to a point where like it's so hard to understand how that section of the program is scored because it's it depends on how you look at it, but I definitely mm-hmm. think that you don't get as much credit for the skating as the technical side. And there are people who are doing like technical content that are like, it's insane. And it's like not easy to do like quads or to all these triple, triple combos in the second half. Like, I think that you should get a huge score for landing all your jumps and spins perfectly. Like that's great. But the fact that it depends on how well you execute the jumps compares to how high your component score is going to be like yeah Yeah. I don't think that that 
is right. And I, I honestly don't, I don't have a better option like to give the ISU, like I don't have a better <laughs> answer. So I think that is what it is. And I don't know, I think that it does force people to work like on the second side because you can yeah. like land jumps and you can learn to do level four spins and to do a triple, like triple, triple combo or quad. But like to really like be a beautiful skater, like that takes work. Like you can't, like anyone can do it. Like you just have to focus on that part. Um, but I think that it's, it's not awarded as much as it should be in some cases for sure. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I totally agree. A lot of beautiful skaters who don't have all the technical jumps, they're being mm. undervalued and not rewarded yeah. for what they can do. So yeah. yeah, it's definitely frustrating. And there's, yeah, that like, as a figure skater, I watch competitions and I'm, and I think of how, what their score is going to be. And it's not that and it's so much yeah. lower so I can only imagine how like people who don't understand skating think when they see like scores like that like us figure skaters were like if we're like why is that score so low then I'm 100% sure that people who don't know anything about skating are like way more confused than we are so yeah I know um, in your opinion what kinds of positive changes does the sport of figure skating need and it can be as small as like within a single club or even just mm. provincially. Okay. So, um, in my opinion, I'm going to basically base it off of what I've experienced training in Canada. Um, figure skating is a really, it's an inclusive environment, but it can also like be like the exact opposite. Like in my case, I would, would have loved to see like more male influence, whether it's just like a coach or like other like male skaters on the ice, like that would be really cool for me. And I'm so sorry. I literally don't understand how to answer <laughs> this question. Can we come back to it? Yeah. Yeah. Can we come back? Like I'm so lost. Yeah. That just no, threw it's me so off fun. my game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You're so funny. Please know when to cut that out. <laughs> For all the young athletes and skaters who are listening, what words do you have for them if they are currently going through struggles and hardships? Do you have any words of wisdom that you wish you heard at their age? Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, like I always loved skating. Like skating was what I looked forward to like the most. And what I've realized now especially when I have had seasons that have not been very good, or I've had like periods of my life where I felt like everything was kind of like taking away from the fact that like skating was what I love to do. I just think that you should always keep at it if it's what you like to do. Like if there's any moment where like you feel like you're not in it for the right reasons, then you can like keep going and like, but just always like do it because you love it. And don't take it for granted because especially like during COVID, like we weren't allowed to skate or train as much as we used to. So just have fun. Like for me, skating is like a safe space. It's where I feel like at home and like myself. So like use that opportunity to explore like how skating makes you feel and really like pay attention to that. And 
for young kids, I think it's so important to be active and to find a passion. So if you have the opportunity to skate and try new things, like don't be afraid, like skating is a really hard sport and to do all of these tricks and stuff that you see people do on TV, like it takes years and years of practice. So definitely like, don't get discouraged and just be consistent with what you do. Like, don't, if you can't do one thing one week, like, just don't be, don't be afraid to try it again. Just keep, keep at it and talk to your coaches, talk to your parents. Like if you're, if you don't know how you're feeling, just reach out to people. And luckily I am able to reach out to my coaches and like, I'm comfortable talking to them whenever I have problems or like when, what, whatever I'm going through, like I'm comfortable reaching out to people. Um, definitely like they're not like trained in like sports psychology, but that is something that I am looking for for this season. That's one of the things that should change in skating is having more sports psycho- psychologists um, yeah. available to young athletes mm-hmm. who for are sure. going like, through struggles. Yeah. Like sports in general are like, I don't want to say like 50% physical and 50% mental. Like it depends on what sport you're doing, but no matter what, like, sports are so mentally demanding, especially skating. You have literally, whether it's a short program, long program, you have like three to four minutes to do everything as good as you can do. And like, that's it. Like that's your, your one shot. So I think personally, it would be so beneficial for people to like, know like what they're thinking. Cause at times like you, like you don't understand why things aren't working. But then to have like a sports psychologist, they like can give you tools and tricks to like work with in situations like competing or even in practice. Like if you're trying something and it's just not working, like it could just be how you're thinking about it. And jumps happen in like less than a second. So the mental strength that you need to be able to like focus is crazy. And I think definitely in skating, like sports psychologists should be more common. Like I don't know it. I can count on like two hands, how many people who skate that have ever worked with a sports psychologist. Like, it's just not that common in Canada. I don't know about like other countries, like I'm sure Japan and Russia and the States, like just having trained with people from those countries, like the opportunities and stuff that they're given from their federation is like, to us, it's like, wow, like that is so nice. And, but to them, it's normal. So I definitely think that Canadian sports, especially skating, I think it would be beneficial to have more like opportunities and um, for skaters to have like even funding. Like I think skating is so expensive and sports to have a sports psychologist costs a lot of money. Like it's not, it's not free. Um, There's definitely, yeah, a lot of things in figure skating in Canada that I see different than other countries. So having a sports psychologist, having better funding and more like high level clubs, like there's not a lot of high level clubs in the country to go to. So those are definitely some things that I think would be beneficial to skaters for sure. Yeah. Um, so my final question is, what are your future goals and plans in skating and outside of skating in life in general? Yeah. Um, right now I'm definitely focused on 
skating and work because that's really all that I have time for. Um, I found that trying to focus on anything else had like caused me a lot of like stress and anxiety because I feel like I have so much on my plate. I just, I don't have a lot of time to do other things, but I do have like pretty much my life like planned out how I want it to go. Obviously it might not work out the way I want it to, but for skating, I definitely want to be one of the best in the country. Like there's been so many years since winning my national title. I feel like I've just been like in the middle of the pack, like blah, 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 like doing my own, not my own thing, but I just haven't really had that breakthrough moment. And this season, I really want to get back to compete internationally. Like I want to represent Canada. Um, I've been working my ass off doing triple axel and quad. Like it's coming along so well. So I want to be able to be ready to go the first event of the year. And I want to make my mark and I would love to compete internationally again and make the national team. Like making national team is where you get your funding. And for me, finding the funding for my skating has been like the most difficult thing, especially at this level, it's so expensive. So definitely to receive some funding would be a huge weight off my shoulders because figuring out how I'm going to financially pay for everything is obviously stressful for whoever it is. So competing internationally and making national team. And I would love to medal at nationals again. I think that would be so cool. Um, but definitely just improve on past years. Like any athlete wants to do better than they did the year before. And I think I'm at that point where I'm at the best shape I've ever been in. I have the best team that I'm working with. I'm at the best environment that I can picture myself being in. And I think that I've had enough mediocre years like that's all behind me I want to really keep improving and yeah I won't I don't want to stop until I'm satisfied with what I'm doing there has been times where I would go into nationals thinking like this is going to be probably my last one and then you finish and you're like okay well there's so much more that I can off offer to the sport and I know that I have so much to give it would just like I can't stop now and um, in the future, I think I picture myself being like staying in the sport. Skating is really all that I've ever known. And I love skating and I would, I have no problem like being involved in the sport for my whole life. Like nothing has traumatized me to the point where I don't want to be in it. Um, choreography is something that I'm really passionate about. I do a lot of my own programs and I work really, really closely with people who choreograph my programs. And I have a huge part in like picking my music and kind of putting the programs together. And I think like the artistic side of skating is my absolute favorite part of the sport. Like I love jumping, I love spinning, but the skating part is like so freeing. And I would love to be a choreographer when I'm older. Like I look up to Jeff Buttle, David Wilson, Joey Russell. There's so many incredible people who make a living out of just loving to skate. So I think that's a, definitely a big goal for me. And that's really all that I see myself doing. I, I could totally see yeah. you being a choreographer. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. It's so fun to me. I have worked with like little kids and choreographed some programs for little kids. And I did choreograph my sister's like interpretive programs when she was younger. I've done a lot of my own. So yeah. I think I think there's something like so different 
with being like involved in your choreography rather than just having someone do it for you like having a say and like coming up with ideas and having like world-class choreographers like agree with what you're saying and like loving your ideas like it's so it's so cool and I just love that side of skating it's my absolute favorite thing yeah well thank you so much Matt for coming on the pod and talking about all the things with me I had so much fun yeah (laughs) thanks for having me this has been so fun I hope I didn't ramble too much but um if anyone wants to follow my skating account on Instagram, Matt underscore skating. I post updates all the time. Um, yeah. Thank you, Emma, for having me. And I'm really hoping that I can make a mark this year. Mm-hmm.